Hello, everyone, and welcome to In This Economy, the podcast where young people from Zimbabwe and around the world discuss how they are navigating life in the current economic circumstances. With me, your host, Kim Nyajega. So it's been a minute, dare I say an hour. It's been a while since I published the last episode, and I do apologize for this unexplained hiatus. I didn't expect to be offline this long as well, but honestly, keeping it all the way 100, I once again fell off my production schedule and really struggled to get back on. In the last episode I put out in June, we talked about, my guest and I talked about dealing with imposter syndrome, but I feel like that same imposter syndrome that we were unpacking really took over my digital content creation journey. And I've taken a while to bounce back from that. In the process of bouncing back, though, a lot of really, really affirming things have happened and some exciting stuff is going on with the podcast. So just to give you a quick update, I'm very excited that in collaboration with Paperback Africa, um, in this the In This Economy podcast has been selected to be part of the E. Moyeni Digital Storytelling Cohort for 2022. Um, if you haven't already noticed, I've been on a couple of Instagram lives, Twitter spaces, Zoom calls, all of that kind of stuff with other content creators based in Zimbabwe and just learning so much, hoping to, you know, get more insights. It's been such a rewarding process so far, and I hope it just means, you know, more avenues for our platform to continue to grow as we go into new seasons. So, yeah, that's really exciting. Also, another announcement. In the last week, I saw this, you know, podcasters meetup thing happening on Zoom on Instagram. And I joined, it was the AfriPods platform, um, just calling for all Zimbabwean podcasters to come together and, you know, join in their meeting. So I joined in and discovered AfriPods as an African, you know, oriented podcast hosting platform. And it made me very excited and I'm super, really just happy to announce that as of season four in the coming month in this economy will be fully migrating to the AfriPods platform. That does not mean you will not be able to find the podcast wherever you're listening to it now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. But in addition to everywhere else, it'll officially be on the AfriPods platform. And I'm hoping to collaborate and continue to grow the platform with other African content creators based on the continent and in the diaspora so we continue to grow, engage and tell engage and tell African stories in their fullest, most authentic forms, you know, um, changing the narrative, keeping things fresh and relatable as the brand of the podcast um, is. So yeah, and while I have been away, I just want to thank every single person who has continued to plug the podcast to other people who continues to engage on social media, listen, download, share it. I mean, even with taking an unexpected break, seeing people to, you know, continue to watch the videos, engage with the content, the numbers continuing to go up and the platform just growing, even without, you know, me being consistent, is just so encouraging and just encourages me to, you know, keep going so thank you thank you thank you so much to all my friends family everyone who's listening whether we've met or not thank you and yeah we'll be back on a regular recording schedule we're just going to round up season three get into season four and yeah it's gonna be great 
Um, so going straight into this week's episode, my guest and I discuss creating content in this economy and we recorded it a while back, I think back in April. Um, so while I was listening and editing, editing it, I felt like if you're trying to be any kind of creative, trying to be any kind of entrepreneur in Africa, um, a lot of this stuff will resonate with you because the Zimbabwean market, the African market is so hard to penetrate and the media platforms we're on, my guess being a YouTuber, me being a podcaster, are very much dominated and influenced by Western culture. And it's just kind of hard to find a space where you fit in without exactly copying what Western creators are doing. But, you know, we move, we locomote, and we figure it out. So that's what we explore in this episode. I do hope you enjoy and let me know what you think. Please do not forget to follow the podcast on social media at In This Economy Podcast on Instagram and follow me, your host, at Kimia Jeka on Twitter. And yeah, let's get straight into the episode. All right. So today I'm talking about content creation in this economy with my lovely guest, Tash. Hey, Tash. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Welcome to the platform. What? <laughs> How wild. Thank you. No, and I, I think it, it's it's like, it's very personal for me because in this economy is yeah. an excuse I use a lot for a lot of things. Like, buy me that in this economy. So yeah, thank yeah. you for having me. No, anytime. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself to the people before we get started? My name is Tash, aka Zimbarbian. I'm a part-time but wannabe full-time YouTuber. Go to my channel. It's kind of, sort of, really okay i find your content very <laughs> enjoyable i won't lie i i find it very calming like i said earlier when i watch it it's very calming Thank and you. it's aesthetically pleasing so i try i try I, <laughs> <laughs> you I do what you can with what you get literally but yeah so i i thought it would be fun to invite you here to talk about something i mean i recently started well not too recently but started doing this um podcasting thing mm. and it's and been, well thank you okay it has been a trip mm-hmm and everything costs money <laughs> and i've spoken about this on a mini episode before like it's nice to do this for mm-hmm. fun but it's not free yeah. like there's so much the equipment even just the hosting site all of that good stuff and in this economy i just wonder Ciao. how people who are doing youtube let alone this but youtube all of that pretty consistently is fascinating to me but also i just want to know how other people are finding it if we're Mm. having similar struggles Mm. all of that good stuff so should we get into the episode i mean if not why not yeah (laughs) i I, wait disclaimer i'm also like 14 and a half gins in okay i cannot be held accountable for my wisdom i might be wiser than i normally am right now I, i i wish i could have all my interviews in person with mm-hmm. people and we would just sit have conversations before we record like we've done get mm-hmm. super comfortable have mm-hmm. a couple drinks and have know, sponsorships and for them drinks hello this is where video comes in <laughs> shout out to the paypal um, <laughs> so my first question for you is how do you decide what kind of content you wanted to create the correct answer to that would be i followed my passions mm-hmm. And that's true to an extent, but it's not completely true because in content creation right now, like you're working so much within algorithms. Mm-hmm. You're working so much within like the need to be viral, to be relevant. So your passions are your passions yeah. and they'll be your passions in your bathroom. Like, but if you want to grow, then you have to like 
input some of that algorithm aspect yeah. into your passion. So I found out that I love talking to people. I mean, yeah, here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love talking yeah. to people. I love doing panel discussions um, by virtue of just the struggles a lot of things happened to me and i feel like i'm a pretty decently funny person so i wanted to put all that together and then just found myself on the side of youtube that does panel discussions yeah. and story times mm -hmm. and because of covid haven't been able to do those panel discussions now shifted more into commentaries and like lifestyle content which is still a little uncomfortable for me if i'm being honest so I think that a lot of it has to do with what I like to do, mm. but also where trends are going and where I think I can be my most self, but also relevant. I find it interesting that you say the thing about like algorithms, because mm. a lot of my favorite YouTubers have videos where they talk about, okay, guys, so I like making this kind of content, but the algorithm put me here. So this is what I'm going to continue doing. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my favorite YouTubers now mostly does reaction videos. But mm -hmm. before she used to do everything. But because reaction videos, specifically reactions to like Bridezilla's and that kind of content is mm -hmm. where she landed. Mm -hmm. And that's where she's decided to keep like going. So the decision is not just yours. No. Yeah. Like it's throughout. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate as well because like the algorithm... <laughs> The, the algorithm yeah hey, hey. like it goes so deep because yeah. like it not only influences what you post and when you post and the consistency of posting but then it will go into places like whether or not people who want to watch your content can even see your content mm. because if you like probably on your own youtube there'll be certain youtubers where like you've pressed the notification bell and you get their notifications all the yeah. time and yeah. like the banner comes up mm -hmm. and you've pressed on others but you don't get any notifications you have mm -hmm. to go actively seek them out yeah and so if if the algorithm is working against you not only from like a maybe you're just a little Maybe you're just a little black. Mm, Maybe you're just a little, little womanly. Exactly. Maybe you're just a little African. Whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's all working against you. And you're just like, oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. I can't come and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> has, what has finding or creating an audience been like for you as a Zimbabwean trying to do, I guess, well, internet access is an issue in this country, right? Mm -hmm. Not everyone can afford data and... Um, you get a lot of if I'm going to buy data, I want to watch good stuff yeah. or I want to get the most out of whatever I've purchased. Yeah. So in creating an audience, what has that experience been like for you? Statistically speaking, mm. only 25 to 30 percent of my audience is from Zim mm. or is in Zim. Yeah. The rest is abroad, mainly in the UK. That's mm. where most of them are. And in Canada. And you'll notice it's places that people have immigrated to, towards, yeah. like mm. from Zim. So my biggest audience, maybe because of my personality as well, is diasporan mm. Zimbabweans. Mm. And it was easier for that to grow when I wasn't in Zim, mm. actually. Mm. But then when I came back to Zim, that's when I was now trying to balance because now you're not doing things that people in the diaspora where I can directly relate to because you're not going to the places that they go to and mm -hmm. doing the things that they do. You're not going to places in Zim. So the best you can do is tap into the nostalgia of wanting to mm -hmm. be in Zim. But the market that you're actually marketing towards as Zimbabweans in Zimbabwe 
they don't have data or they're not really interested in Zim creators. Mm. And then it's hard to grow your audience under those circumstances. Yeah. That's why you'll see a lot of Zim creators are really doing travel and lifestyle. And that's more so because and um, satire and sketches. And yeah. that's more so because it taps into the diasporan audience. Mm, mm. And that's not only to do with audience retention, but it's also to do with the opportunities that you can get from having audiences in those jurisdictions. Mm, that makes a lot of sense because um, even on my own platform, when I look at the audience, a lot of people are in Zim, but a uh, majority of my audience is in the diaspora but mm -hmm. like in the Zimbabwean diaspora but I find mm -hmm. that a lot with a lot of content creators like even the local ones I feel like are marketing to like what you're saying about the nostalgia aspect of you wish you were here yeah um, and they really do time when like um, they'll have events when there's a lot of the diaspora back at home yeah um, and doing all of that kind of stuff and that's how they've built that audience and I've noticed it and it's made me question sometimes I'm like should I be marketing more to like an outside audience but at the same time I understand how difficult it is to get people to sit and watch content yeah. here so it makes I guess deciding exactly who I want this to be directed to what my ideal audience looks like all of that kind of stuff it makes it quite difficult I mean and also sometimes because I'm one of these people like I love learning about the thing that I'm passionate about yeah. right? I love learning about content creation and I love learning about how I can be better and do better mm. But this is also Zimbabwe, yeah. okay? Like, it's not it's not a cut and paste situation. Mm. A lot of things that work out there will not, not work, work here. here. For sure. It, it's, it's just, it, have you seen data prices in this economy? Yeah. Like, without even going too far, it's a lot. Yeah. So there are always going to be these factors that just come into play that are unique to everyone else. And so I feel like our solutions have to be unique to everyone else's. Like you can't do a cut and paste. And also you can't do a direct comparison thing mm. because depression will come and get you. <laughs> what? You'll yeah. be like, yo, I do such like good content. Yeah. And not even, you know, if it's, yeah. if it's bad, it's bad. If it's shit, it's shit. shit. Exactly. But if it's objectively good and it's just a matter of mm -hmm. where you are and who your audience is and whether or not your audience can get to you, whether or not your audience has the data to watch a 30 minute video, like mm. as Zimbabwe, we don't have the luxury to make an hour-long video for YouTube. Who yeah. has the data exactly, to watch that? To watch that yeah. So, like, all those things will come into play, and you can't then do direct comparisons exactly. with somebody else. Because I think else. of, like, the most influential people I think of are, like, what you're saying, doing a lot of comedy, a lot of sketch comedy. Mm -hmm. I think I'm funny, but not, like... I'm not sketch, sketch comedy funny, funny yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so I'm not going to do that for the sake of building an audience for what I'm passionate about. Yeah. So I get what you mean, but it gets a little sad, you know, when you see your numbers are just, and you go into that little rabbit hole of like comparison and you're just like, nobody likes me. <laughs> nobody <laughs> knows <laughs> the trouble I see. <laughs> literally, literally. And then you think you're there are whole people who make a living out of it. I guess just not in Zimbabwe. I wish I could though. Yeah. I wish I could. Mm -hmm. But I think thinking about that, what are some of the economic challenges that content creators face like what 
our circumstances create a very harsh environment for doing any kind of business. Yeah. But for content creators specifically, mm-hmm. what do the economic circumstances? I think like it's it's from inception, bro. Yeah. Like the <laughs> the demons are trying to get you from the get go, yeah. because even to have the right before you even go into equipment because i'm always against people going for all the equipment just to be a content Mm. creator especially in this economy um but like even if you're just doing youtube videos on your phone you still need to buy that bundle to post Post that youtube video video and then be able to consistently do that Mm. but that's more the micro things for you to get started Mm -hmm. i think where the economy actually comes into play in a very impactful way is in terms of the size of our economy so because our economy is so small Mm. there aren't many people that are doing advertising Mm. in this economy on YouTube yeah so the people who are advertising are in your Americas and they're in your Europe's and then SA has a big economy for for Africa especially it's the biggest one one of so they can get advertising from their YouTube Mm. in Zim why would you have outsurance advertising to a Zim audience when there's no outsurance in Zim why would you have Geico in from the US Mm. advertising to a Zim audience when there's no Geico in Zim Mm. So we're limited by the smallness of, <laughs> of yeah, our economy, economy. Exactly. because there are only so many players. You only maybe get a ka, ka old mutual, whatever, and they want to go to the big videos with the big numbers yeah. because they want the biggest return on investment. Mm. So we don't even have enough of advertisers to be able to make a return on what, sh- what is supposed to be an equal opportunity platform. Mm. So our economy comes into play not only in terms of and my laptop not only because yeah. of that but also like even once you start doing all that and consistently and doing it right and doing all the checklists that they tell you this is how you become a successful youtuber the smallness of your economy yeah boom i i definitely feel that because before and even during this like content creation process for myself I watch a lot of people and they're like okay if you post consistently if you do this you do this this is how you get like successful and mm-hmm. um, when I was thinking about the possibility of like monetizing the platform on my hosting site they do give opportunities for you to monetize by allowing adverts at certain points in your episodes mm-hmm. but my the hosting site I use is based in the states and so I know that the adverts will be for products in the United States a lot of my listenership isn't there so would i then put a little disclaimer like hey this is this this podcast is supported by advertising mm-hmm. outside of zimbabwe <laughs> or because who would then listen to it i, mm-hmm. I imagine it'd become pretty annoying but also you'd have no control of what kind of adverts are coming in and it's nothing anybody could buy so exactly. how much would you be like how much would it be coming and out of even it? then like when you are having ads like on your content i'm not sure if it's the same for like your mm. podcast mm. but like for YouTube, it's not only about watching the ad. Yeah. It's also about how many people have like clicked on the ad. Yeah. So if my people are in Zim and you're advertising something that's not in Zim, nobody's gonna click on the ad. No. Like, it's also not gonna be. I guess it would make it kind of annoying as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know on YouTube I'd be skipping the ads for the bigger channels. 
But when I do see Zimbabwean content creators, honestly, I let I ad do play. Let them I play. let the ad I play. I do let them play. Because I'm like, I I'm know like, you've been posting consistently to get to this point. I'm not going to skip it. Right. Let's just let it play. And but it's not even much. It's two cents, really? barely. But then, you know what? It adds up. And I'm it not going to make up. I'm not going to make a Wix site. <laughs> I'm not. But the adverse cute, you know? <laughs> It is, but yeah, no, I I do think though the smallness of the economy, and I imagine everyone would be, I guess, vying for the same people who are willing to pay for advertisement. So I can think of like three big companies that yeah. without fail take full advantage of the more influential people, mm-hmm. and they're all advertising the same thing. It's yep. the same brands that are, and I imagine if we're all vying for the same three. There's not much room, like, mm. and even when you think about it, so that's now taking it out of like the content creation aspect mm. and more so like the influencer aspect. Mm. Even when you're doing that, you are competing against advertising agencies that are used to just putting whatever the new hit song is as a jingle for them you know and that's what they'll always do you're putting it in the perspective of like what is an influencer and why do i need them yeah you know and then once they even open themselves up to having an influencer they're like i took a better at 200 dollars exactly you know what i mean yeah so it's such a competitive but also you're not only competing against your peers Mm. you're competing against like this mentality that like influencers Mm. aren't worth that amount exactly I think it's also just like the job market in general. Um, I mean, it's yeah, tight out there. It's already tight, and then you'd <laughs> want to be an influencer. I think that's even a separate, like a separate episode in and of itself, mm-hmm. because the maybe five or six influencers that we have are doing everything, everything for everybody, for everybody, <laughs> literally. And some of them still broke. Yeah, and you wonder, like, how do you have all the brands? And that's because you know you can only get paid so much. Yeah, like there's a ceiling, but I think that's also because like being an influencer is such an unregulated yeah. part of the economy that mm. people will literally take you for idiots <laughs> okay they'll take you for poom poom exactly <laughs> exactly that's very true because yeah when you see i mean you'll get someone who's a comedian or someone who does you know funny videos whatever mm-hmm. advertising for boreholes and you're like how? Make it make sense. How? Make it make sense. But then they will advertise everything. Every single everything. thing, yeah. And I think that that's part of the reason why, you know, people gravitate towards that kind of content. Mm-hmm. Because you can advertise it all. Give me a diaper. I'll just do a sketch with a diaper. Like You'll figure out a way to make it relevant. And then imagine me if someone is now saying, advertisable like how do i fit that into my content exactly. how do i fit <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> in between like applying my makeup i don't exactly. know <laughs> you know with these things there's such like zimbabwean specific issues but mm. um i think the other layer of it is because we've looked at content creation and influencing from a very western perspective yeah the most influential people groups of people are all from first world countries developed countries Mm -hmm. or western ones so whatever they're doing makes sense and because that's like the blueprint even though it's unregulated that's like the blueprint um 
we're kind of forced to see things in a certain way so when i see someone trying to influence me to like dig to dig a borehole it doesn't make sense because i'm like you do makeup fam that's what influencers <laughs> do but because we consume a lot of commentary and lifestyle content from western media mm-hmm. is there a way do you think we can translate this into like the african context or do you do we just have to find new ways of content creating like is there a way an influencer can readily sell you this but also tell you you know to dig a borehole like is there a way to translate it or even just I make our own so i think so but it's not necessarily from the content creation aspect mm-hmm. in my pers- like from my perspective and my opinion um we can create the same or even mm-hmm. better content than what they do in the west where they trump us is experience yeah. really because yeah. we're just like babies in mm-hmm. this market mm-hmm. but we can create it until the cows come home if no one is watching then because mm. people would rather still go and watch like content creators doing and marketing things that they can never buy elsewhere because they're big rather than support people doing the same things mm. or even better things locally because yeah. they're small yeah i definitely can relate to that because when i think of like my favorite youtube or instagram reels when it's travel things that i would never be able to go to or not go to readily like it'll take a long time for me Mm -hmm. to get to that i enjoy watching it but when i see content creators being like guys we're going to boomba and be like yo i know how much fuel costs i know that road (laughs) i know this i'm not convinced i'm not picking up what you're you're putting down you know what i mean and for some reason like we feel so much more separated to things that are closer to us exactly than to things that are out there there was the one YouTuber who did like a day in the life in Harare and she like took a combi, went mm-hmm. to town, did all of that kind of stuff. And that for some reason was very exhausting to watch. I don't think I would watch that. I wouldn't want to watch and it. And it's like, unfortunate there's... because that's why the trends go the way that they go. Yeah. And so like even in trying to like what you had asked me before, like mm-hmm. in trying to figure out the content that I want to make. There are a couple of YouTubers that do like realistic mm. things about life and it works for them because people are invested in their story or invested yeah. in their family or invested in like the faith aspect because mm. that's a big thing as well. Yeah. Like you'll notice a lot of big YouTubers have faith somewhere in their bio. Yeah. So you can't go there and be like, hi, I'm an atheist. Exactly. And I want your views. So like those things work, but where I've kind of you know try to build a nest for myself Mm. and reside it's kind of like you know i want to be that diasporian bougie but broke auntie that likes to travel yeah like that's who i'm trying to be (laughs) and like you'll see me in a great hotel and i'll give you a great review but you're like where does she get the the money money. she's unemployed yeah and every time the answer will be my husband because <laughs> mm, mm. she is poor yeah, okay <laughs> yeah i get that because i mean for me like when i was thinking about if i was to make this podcast what exactly would i talk about mm. um i was just i just wanted to talk about like my own everyday experience just being a young zimbabwean late 20s mm-hmm. trying to figure out life 
I did an episode with my dad and he's like, oh, when I was your age, you know, I was married, I had a house. And I'm just looking at myself like, okay, got a microphone, you know, got this laptop, but, you know, there's all of that. It works. It works. But um, trying to find, I mean, you know, you get like trolls and everything. And the mm-hmm. first time I was trolled, I took it as like a badge of honor because yeah. I'm just like, ass. I'm worth the troll. Someone asked me, the troll asked me, are you tired of complaining? Like, don't you get tired of complaining? Because my, uh, the whole idea of the podcast is to talk, people sharing about their experiences mm-hmm. and not every episode is someone sharing a positive experience. Mm-hmm. People do share their struggles and someone asking, are you tired of struggling? And I'm like, is that the image I give that like, all I want to do is sit here and talk about struggles. Maybe, but Perhaps. I feel like that's the that's this economy's yeah. image. This economy created it for itself. Exactly. Like I will complain until the cows come home <laughs> because there are enough things for me to complain, complain about, about right. until the cows come home. Yeah. Like if it was a good economy and everything is going really well, oh, would there even be a? And I'll be like, well, oh, and then about? I got a blueberry in my gym. <laughs> Don't you hate when that? Like it'll be fine. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't have the luxury to do that. Yeah. And yes, even if that is your brand, baby, that's your niche. Okay? The troll so doesn't we, know the... the we'll go sit the, here, we don't complain. That's what we're going to do. The troll doesn't know the industry lingo. That's yeah, your niche. That's your niche. That's your niche. I get that. What do you think Zimbabwean creatives need to diversify media outside of sketch comedy like like what we pointed out and i'm glad you pointed out earlier because i was thinking of this last question Mm. because a lot of the most popular kind of content that gets out that goes viral everything is something comedic Mm -hmm. or something people choose to laugh about even though it's a serious issue someone makes a joke about it and that those are the most influential people they have the biggest following they Mm -hmm. have the biggest um their content gets a lot of uh, engagement yeah. um, as compared to if you are making lifestyle, fashion whatever mm. it is, it doesn't get as much traction. What do you think we need to do to diversify? Okay media? so I feel like we need to fix the roads we need to fix the <laughs> electricity issues I only get water like two times a week. Yeah. We need to fix the reason why I say that Okay, is because until people aren't worried about other big things, it's going to be really hard to diversify mm-hmm. their attention from a content perspective. Because, mm-hmm. like, we're we're in a very privileged situation yeah. where we can chill, we can make content. Yeah, we can chill and watch different types of contents and criticize and be like, "Is that my type? Is that my type? Yeah. Is that my squeeze?" Other people can't even just, you know, watch a video. And so if they have a go-to video and it's something that's comedic that'll take them out of their reality, Mm. I can completely understand why those are the most popular and Mm. why people engage with them the most. So part of it is that until the surrounding factors change some way, Mm. not many people are going to be interested in knowing where I went on holiday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the people that are, already are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're there. The audience is there. Yeah. 
No, I get that. I also do think, um, and I spoke to this with Munyan, the episode I had, because she's a comedian, and she's like, well, also, we need to understand that Zimbabwean audiences aren't necessarily trained to consume certain types of content. Mm -hmm. Like, she wants to grow in stand-up comedy, and she's like, we just don't have audiences for stand-up comedy because our standard is just Western. Mm -hmm. But, like, the local jokes, if you set it up in the same way, it doesn't, like, hit the same. Mm -hmm. And I think as well, because, and this is, like, where economics, politics, social, everything intersects is that Zimbabweans are haters, hey? High key. So if you are making lifestyle content, people come in ready to just... I always say if you fix the economy, there are other things that are ingrained in us. People are going to comment on... They're not going to enjoy the content or consume it. They're just going to comment on the way you look, your hair, the car you're driving, the way you speak, the way you do this, the way you do that. Like she's so preaching. <laughs> she's preaching love. They are so ready. Say one more time for the people in the back. Especially with the female <laughs> comedians. They get like yeah. the brunt of it. Like mm-hmm. they get so much you have had a number of very influential women getting married and the comments under those posts you're just like it's like oh, your husband has to be cheating or you like they have to tell you something about I saw exactly. him in Pablo's even if they've never saw him a lick in your life and you're like I've never seen this man before like, sorry to that man <laughs> like it's a lie it's yeah. a lie and, and I think that also you'll hear that and, and if I'm being honest I've been guilty about it. Mm. I've been guilty of it mm. for certain things. For example, um, like on YouTube, I saw there was Comic Pastor mm-hmm. and like Nigel Slick Pastor. Comic Pastor, I still haven't got there yet. Yeah. But then there was Ni- Nigel the sl- Slick Pastor, and then there's um, Patricia who he does sketch sketches with yeah and i used to see them like around so often Mm. and part of it was also jealousy because i was like oh they're so big yeah i never watched a video until last week and i've been hooked on them since Since then then, yeah like had them on a loop yeah so sometimes it's also because you don't want to see people doing what you want to be doing. doing exactly exactly that's true that's very true and it's a very difficult thing because i I'm not also blind to the fact that a majority of the popular podcasters who are Zimbabwean are male. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've listened to the kind of content. Speaking about women. Speaking about women. The kind of content that they create, and it's very much for. Eh, I don't want to get in trouble. But it is very for the much Zimbabwean market. Talking about this is the man, this is the kind of woman you should be with, this mm-hmm. is the kind of woman you should be. That gets a lot of traction. I always say I have nothing to add to that conversation, but also I don't think the same way. Like, I don't believe in those same things. I'm never going to sit here. There is so much that can be added to that conversation, though. The thing is, I will never sit here and be like, this is the kind of woman you need to be to get a man because... No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, even on airplanes, they say, put your mask on before you help your neighbor. (laughs) Okay. No, it's not necessarily about, like, that aspect Mm. of it. I think it's more so that... And and also, it's very clever of them because, like, Zimbabweans love that kind of content. Like, if it's not sketches... It's that Zim celebs. You know, there's yeah. no there's in no between. between. <laughs> you can't fit like in, we right? love, we love a Shadaya. Yeah, and that shit annoys me so much <laughs> because you're like, he's literally talking poo poo. It's nonsense. Like, it's actually poo poo. Yeah, but like, 
<laughs> Everyone's ready. And the worst part for me is that um, people are not only ready to like consume it, but then mm-hmm. they're people who want to talk about it. And I'm like, you realizing talking about it is what gets it to trend. Exactly. It's what and gets you're like people feeding and fueling feeding it. it. And exactly. like, they're going to be like, oh no, I can't wait to do more. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I, I do get that. But I think also the vital question I have. So, you and I have trended before on the socials. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Wow. For anybody wondering, wow. Tash, are we good? Wow. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely now. Shit. Now we're not now. <laughs> like, you think you're friends with somebody. And you then. Know, and then and they just come and they just. It really be you your know. own. It really be your no, own. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, first of all. Yes. Like, wasn't he trash though? Listen, I we would never be we would never be beefing over Sasha Heyman. <laughs> like, it's not, and I think that like also, yeah. First of all, one shout out to the feminist bar. Shout we out. love it. We're here for it. But then I think maybe the way that I said it at mm. that time made it seem like beefier than yeah. it was. Yeah, no, because like, I was genuinely <laughs> surprised. <laughs> I was changed surprised. I was like, well, I've never A heard this rumor in my life, but B, what? <laughs> Hold up, oh where? And I didn't expect it to like yeah. go on Twitter, like on Zim Twitter, on especially. Zim Twitter. And exactly. just be like, and then everyone was like, look at Kim's face. And everyone, <laughs> I literally watched I also yeah. watched it and contributed no, to the views yeah. like 22 no, times. Me too, because I was, I was just like, like, I was watching different angles. different reactions. <laughs> That we get this. We get so good. I just wanted to get that so good out there. Too good. Just to be like, but yes, like it's so good. Haters will say it's Photoshop. Haters will say it's Photoshop (laughs) on on audio. Haters will say it's Photoshop. (laughs) I can't believe you. I had to. You did. I had to. There was no way. I don't know why. Like even incoming today. Yeah. Didn't even cross my mind. Like to be fair though, I was just like when I was thinking about it, and this is the part of content creation where I'm like, okay, I want to get engagement. Am I gonna use this as an angle for people to listen to the episode? But I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. But might as well just chuck it in there, just like a low key get to the end. Listen, you do what you can with what you got. (laughs) That could have been the angle, and I'm all for it because I understand the struggles Mm -hmm. like of content creation with. And like you have to be so like extra creative, yeah, extra spontaneous. And people don't even take into account that like when you're in other jurisdictions, it's normal it to go somewhere and take out your camera and be filming everything. Yeah. It's normal to just put a tripod on and take pictures of yourself mm. in a place. And this economy niggas are looking at you like, like who does she think she, she is? is? I mean, to be fair, like, I've seen some of the children at um, Emagumeni, mm. one of those places, mm-hmm. and I think they were like pretty young. I, I, I couldn't gauge, but just like the way they were it was a big group of them and they had this ring light and mm. they were doing like their little tiktok dances and i was just like oh my gosh guys the children and then you have to like catch up with yourself to be like look this is the zimbabwean coming out of you right there like it's literally right there because that's what you do yeah like people will will see the content when it's already made exactly but not know the awkwardness that that goes goes into into creating it it. like when you're doing vlogs when you're doing like especially travel vlogs Mm. and you're going in there on some do you mind if i film you guys 
okay, can I film the place? I won't have you guys yeah, in it. Exactly. Okay, can I film this corner? Is that, what about the plants? Is that, yeah. like, where can I, all those things are yeah. just working against it's you because it's exactly. such a new thing. Mm. And it's like, ah, can I see that? And I do, but. And I do without thinking about it, but on the other side of it, we're sitting here in a public place, a microphone out. Exactly. I imagine if there were more people, they'd be like, so what are they doing? But then you know what? That's that's what's making me like more amped about going into podcasting. Mm. Because like, that's something you can do without it looking, like right now it just looks like you're working. Yeah you know remotely just you're yeah. just remote working <laughs> yeah when you now have like ca- something about a camera, camera. just yeah. makes people be like my people's anxiety goes all the way up yeah. even if you're not even recording them and i can't yeah. even record you because hello data protection like it's it's just me yeah but yeah it's yeah. a whole thing no i get that i do but Tash, thank you so much for joining me on this platform. Stop it. I'm stop. pretty sure. I'm so excited to put this out. You have no idea. Oh, stop. <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah. But do you have anything? Thank you for any having words me. Words to say. Anything you want to plug, real quick. Always ready to plug Zimbabwean at Zimbabwean Zim B A R B I E A N on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter everywhere (laughs) just check it out but thank you so much thank you (laughs) and that is the episode a huge thank you and shout out once again to my lovely guest tashenga thank you so much for joining me on this platform and for taking the time to share your experiences so candidly with us i really 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 appreciate it do not forget to check out her youtube channel um there will be a link in the description wherever this is shared you're gonna find her stuff and Thank you for your patience with me putting out this episode. Like I said earlier, we recorded this months ago, but it's just, it, it, it's me. I'm a toxic one here. Um, but yeah, and thank you, of course, the listener for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we had fun recording it. And please do not forget to engage. Let me know what you think on social media at In This Economy Podcast on Instagram and follow me, your host, at Kenya Jekka on Twitter. And as always, let's keep the conversation going. As we sign off, I just want to let you know that I'm in the process of putting together season four. It's going to be audio, video, all of that good content. So I'm so, so excited to share it with you. And if there is an episode you'd like to hear, someone you think would be a great guest, or if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please do reach out. All of my DMs are open. And if you'd like to collaborate, if you're a fellow digital content creator, and would like to collaborate in any way shape or form just let me know hit me up and we'll make it happen so yeah i will catch you next week as we round up season three with a solo episode do enjoy the rest of your week and yeah take care i'll see you next time